0: Do you ever feel that every word outside of a cluster bee's mouth is negative, laced with a negative undertone, a toxic undertone that is hard to ignore? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. It seems to me that the more time I spend coming out of the fog and being out of the fog, the more I notice. Well, I've noticed certain characteristics about my wife of nearly 20 years that I've saw before, but now I see them in a different light, especially those that involve her lack of filter. One of my most popular podcasts, that goes back, gosh, probably well over a year now, as we approach almost 100 podcasts of My Inner Torch centered around emotional intelligence. And a lot of you have really listened to that. It's probably one of the most listened podcasts out of my 90 plus podcasts that I've done for almost two years now, in which I talk about emotional intelligence or perhaps lack thereof when it comes to a cluster B. I think a lot of us have to take a step back and understand that we're not dealing with somebody that perhaps is on the same level as us when it comes to emotional maturation. And by that, I mean their emotional growth, their understanding of emotions and how to deal with them uh, was retarded at a very, very young age. They, they, they suffer from arrested development. Uh, a lot of them have been in abusive childhood scenarios and therefore they went into survival mode. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts is that you're dealing with somebody who is a survivor. This is one of the reasons they attach themselves to people like us, some of which can be considered empaths. They are attracted to empaths, and we, in turn, are attracted to the cluster B. I uh, read something interesting, again, by Maria Consiglio, who I read a lot of her. Uh, she just basically writes about narcissists and personality disorder associated with that. And She writes, narcissistic personality disorder is a personality disorder. It's not the same as other mental illnesses, in that the person with the mental illness suffers the most. And I certainly can agree with that. The people who suffer the most in regards to this disorder, meaning MPD, are the people around the narcissist, the people they have relationships with. Narcissists tend to primary harm others. This is one of the only disorders where the people around them seek therapy, not the person with the actual disorder. And this circles back to emotional intelligence. So it's interesting that a narcissist and or a borderline can affect us so deeply on such a deep level of our psyche that we suffer from complex post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, we suffer from flashbacks, we have uh, physical maladies associated with our stress. And they seem... To however tormented they may be inside, especially somebody with borderline, they seem to be, uh, they seem to act with impunity. You know, again, it's not their fault. It's your fault. They're reacting to you when in actuality, you're reacting to them. This is part of this, this La La Land, my previous podcast. If you haven't listened to it, uh, give it a listen. It all comes down to how they deal with life. And they deal with life like a child trapped in an adult's body. And that's the best way I could say it. Uh, As I've talked before in previous podcasts, I don't feel comfortable discussing things emotionally with my wife. I can't have an intimate discussion in which we can both bear our feelings without knowing that somehow, some way, everything is my fault. Even before I met my wife, things that happened before we were together are my fault. Do you ever feel that way? Myinnertorch at gmail.com. Always interested in hearing your experiences with your cluster B, whether it be a narcissist, whether it be a borderline. This podcast has kind of evolved into cluster B. It initially started out with my belief that my wife was borderline. And again, I am not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a licensed social worker. So therefore, it is really not in my position to be able to definitively diagnose my wife, even though she meets certain criteria. We all meet certain criteria of a narcissist if you really look at it. But it's very difficult and probably not right of me to say, oh, I believe my wife is borderline or, oh, I believe my wife is narcissist, she's a narcissist, or she's comorbid with borderline. Uh, That's not my place. I can tell you that for 20 years, I have endured neglect, emotional neglect, and emotional abuse, both verbal and otherwise. And these are the scars that most people won't see. And I've talked about this in my previous podcast as well. If you met me on the street, you would not see visible signs of abuse by my wife. You would think that I was a pretty normal guy. Okay? Obviously I wouldn't be telling you my situation at home. That's what a lot of us do. Uh we may confide it in close friends, but for the most part, in mere acquaintances who we deal with on a regular basis, co workers and such, I'm certainly not, you know, opening my, my life as it is. So I suffer in silence as we all do. We all suffer. In silence. And that's the paradox of emotional abuse. It's hard for people to hide the signs of physical abuse, black eyes, bruises, broken limbs, etc. That's more difficult. It's hard for the typical excuses of, oh, I fell down the stairs, or oh, I, you know, walked into a wall, or I walked into a door. You know, people begin to suspect that perhaps there's a little bit more to your story than what you're letting on. But emotional abuse is a, I think, A private hell that we all live in. And it is it is done by people who might know what they're doing. It might be vindictive. It may be purposeful. Are they doing it out of defense? Are they doing it because that's their survival mechanism? Are they why are they doing it? And this is probably why you're listening to this and many other podcasts out there. Why are you a victim? And as you move along in your journey and you begin to come out of that fog, you begin to see things for what they are. In fact, uh, case in point, earlier today, having a conversation with my wife, she began to again try to pick a fight. We were talking about some doors that we had had replaced on our house. We had saved the doors because we thought we... Well, Actually, we saved the doors because we were going to give them to the contractor who replaced the doors. He said he was going to come and pick them up, and that was seven years ago. But in betwixt and between that time and the present, we talked about maybe building a greenhouse here on our property. Well, my wife did not remember the fact that the contractor was supposed to pick up the doors. She did acknowledge that, but she immediately centered into a negative line of oh. We were going to build a greenhouse with the intonation that I failed her in some way, that I didn't use these doors. This is why we need to get rid of them. We're never going to do it. It's always the never syndrome. We're never going to do that. And it's always the your fault syndrome. It's because of me that we didn't build this greenhouse. I perhaps promised her in her delusional world living in La La Land. That is the previous podcast that I did because remember these cluster bees live in their own world their own reality. And when you don't meet up to their expectations, which you are destined never to do, then everything is inherently your fault. Their misery is your fault. You cannot make them happy no matter what you do. It is a losing battle. So we come back to that ever present question that I will pose to you. Do you see yourself living with this person? for the rest of your life. This goes back to a podcast Waiting to Die, very popular one. Are you waiting to die or are you going to make yourself a better person and by doing so find happiness and whether it's with your cluster B which I think is an impossible task or somewhere else are you going to take that opportunity or are you going to continue to put up with the abuse, which will continue, and it may get worse, there will be good days, there will be bad days, but inherently, you are being abused. Love, love is hard to find, it's an impossibility, even under normal circumstances. So abuse, no matter which way you try to interpret it and be delusional on your own part, is not love think about it. Think about it. We'll talk more as we progress and as we continue this journey. I hope that you can take something away from these podcasts. If anything, you can begin to see and draw parallels with your own relationship and you can begin to heal yourself because that is the key to your finding happiness, not your cluster B. Be well and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.